This is Shakespeare, Closely Read. I am your host, Mark Naftal. In this podcast, I read the works of William Shakespeare and other authors in the public domain. In addition to reading these works in their entirety, I will stop frequently to comment on the the text, its meaning, and lessons to be drawn. This is a place for lovers of Shakespeare's words, words, words. I delight in the beauty of his language and believe through this beauty we can find truth and how to live a virtuous life. I hope this podcast can help students understand Shakespeare better and how to appreciate his sometimes difficult language. Maybe you can use it to help you write papers or study for tests. Drop me an email at shakespeareclosely at gmail.com if you have questions, I would like some help. Let us begin. Last week, we, uh, last episode, excuse me, we uh, went through the mousetrap play, and Hamlet received the proof that he was looking for that his uncle, the king, was in fact the guilty of the murder of his father. <clears throat> so now he is bid to take his revenge. But let's see what happens. Act three, three scene three, a room in the castle. Enter King Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. I like him not, nor stands it safe with us to let his madness range. Therefore prepare you, I your commission will forthwith dispatched, and he to England shall along with you. The terms of our estate may not endure hazards so near us as doth hourly grow out of his brows. Uh, that is, the king says he's, um, he's afraid of Hamlet's madness, and he think, thinks that it's dangerous. We will ourselves provide most holy and religious fear it is to keep these many bodies safe that live and feed on your majesty. Uh, That is, all the people of Denmark depend on the king, so the king needs to be safe. Um, So the king finally realizes that Hamlet's coming after him. Uh, The single and peculiar life is bound with all the strength and armor of the mind to keep itself from noyance. But much more, that spirit upon whose wheel, that's a wealth, livelihood, depends and rests the lives of many. That is the king. Uh, now, there, there are some, uh, some speeches here and so forth having to do with the nature of kingship. It's a theme that, that Shakespeare explored much more closely in the Hollow Crown series of plays, which I think I might do after we finish, finish Hamlet. The cease of majesty dies not alone, but like a gulf doth draw what near it with it. Okay, that could be a reference, too, to the death of the old king and what happened to Denmark uh, with the old king's murder. It is a massy wheel fixed on the summit of the highest mount to to whose huge spokes ten thousand leather things are mortised and adjoined which when it falls, each small annexment petty consequence attends the boisterous ruin. Um, that is, he describes a kingdom like a giant wheel and the spokes and everything on it, uh, if the wheel falls, they're all um, therefore greatly affected. Never alone did the king sigh, but with a general groan. Arm you, I pr- Arm you, I pray you, to this speedy voyage. And I said, arm you. Uh, it means get ready, but also uh, apparently he wants them to take weapons. For we will fetters put about this fear, which, na- which now goes too free-footed 
okay, fetters, uh, that's irons, handcuffs, something like that, and about this fear, but he intends to, uh, in essence, arrest Hamlet and put him in prison. We will haste us, exit gentlemen, enter Polonius. My lord, he's going to his mother's closet behind the arras, that's a tapestry. Uh, I'll convey myself to hear the process. Polonius is going to spy once again. I'll warrant she'll tax him home. And as you said, and wisely was it said, tis meet that some more audience than a mother, since nature makes impartial, should o'erhear the speech of vantage. Um, that is, uh, he doesn't trust Gertrude to say truly what Hamlet um, said to her. Fare you well, my liege. I'll call upon you ere you go to bed and tell you what I know. Uh, well, Polonius is going to be dead, so uh, he can't, but uh, maybe there's a prophecy there that Polonius as a ghost will go. Who knows? Thanks, dear my lord. Exit Polonius. And here we have a soliloquy of the king. Oh, my offense is rank. It smells to heaven. Uh, that is, he's finally got some conscience about his murder. It hath the primal elder, eldest cursed upon it, a brother's murder, a reference there to uh, the murder of, of Abel by Cain, the eldest, that is, uh, uh, the oldest sin um, was the murder of, of a brother by another brother. Pray can I not, though inclination be as sharp as will. Okay, he wants to pray for forgiveness, but he can't do it. My stronger guilt defeats my strong intent, and like a man to double business bound, I stand in pause where I shall first begin and both neglect. Okay, so Hamlet's not the only one who can't uh, take action. Uh, the king here is saying that uh, he can't take action to pray. Uh, he's, pa he's pausing where he should first begin. What if this cursed hand were thicker than itself with brother's blood? Were there not rain enough in the sweetest heavens to wash it white as snow? Okay, so there's the mercy of God compared to rain that could wash the blood off his hand. Where to serves mercy but to confront the visage of offense? Okay, so mercy... Um, would, would uh, confront the visage, that's the, the face of offense. And what's in prayer but this twofold force to be forestalled ere we come to fall, our pardon being down? Then I'll look up, my fault is past. But oh, what form of prayer can serve my turn? Forgive me my foul murder, this cannot be since I am still possessed of those effects for which I did the murder, my crown, mine own ambition, and my queen. May one be pardoned and retain the offense. Okay, we seem to have the view today that all you need to do is ask for forgiveness and, and you're good to go. Uh, that was not the way that people in Shakespeare's time viewed it. If, uh, if you committed a sin, you had to repent of it and make good uh, to the extent you could um, the offense. Here's he saying that, uh, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to say forgive me? But I still got everything I did the murder for, his crown, his ambition, the queen. Um, may one be pardoned and retain the offense? His answer is no. 
In the corrupted currents of this world, offense's gilded hand may shove by justice, and oft is seen the wicked prize itself buys out the law. But tis not so above. There is no shuffling. There the action lies in his true nature. Okay, so what he's saying there is on earth, it's a corrupt justice system. You can get away with stuff and retain the... Uh, um, the benefits of your crime, but it's not so with heaven. There's no shuffling that is a, a tricking or something. Um, we'll see that later on, I believe, in the duel scene that there's a shuffling of the uh, of the swords. There is no shuffling there. The action lies in his true nature. Reference once again there to action. Uh, the action lies in his true nature. Uh, could be a double meaning there in lies. Uh, it's not a lie, in fact. Uh, it's the truth. It is to nature. And we ourselves compelled even to the teeth and forehead of our faults to give in evidence. That is, you're compelled to tell the truth. What then? What rests? Try what repentance can. What can it not? Yet what, yet what can it when one cannot repent? Okay, so repent means uh, to turn, um, to cause, to have a new, uh, a new outlook on life and to turn from your sins. But he's saying he can't because he can't turn away from the benefits of his crime. Oh, wretched state, oh, bosom black as death. Oh, limed soul that's struggling to be free, art more engaged. Okay, limed soul. Lime was very sticky stuff. It was put out to catch birds. And his compares his his soul here to a bird that's caught in the lime of his sins. Help, angels, make us say, bow stubborn knees and heart with strings of steel. Be soft as sinews of the newborn babe. All may be well, he kneels. I like that um, that line, bow stubborn knees. Um, and um, he's, he's, in essence, praying that he'll be able to pray. And that his heart, uh, which is now as tough as steel, uh, will become soft as sinews of the newborn babe. Um, I've seen this done in a movie where... Um, the king, in fact, is is in a is in a chapel, and in a confessional. In the Roman Catholic confessional, there's a screen, and Claudius is in front of the screen, and Hamlet comes on the other side, putting him in sort of the place of a priest. Now enter Hamlet. Now might I do it, Pat? Now he's a praying, and now I'll do it. And again, I've seen this played, played where he uh, takes his sword out and he's just about to stab the king. Sometimes in the front through like through the screen of the confessional. Sometimes, it's usually played, though, where he's behind him uh, and he's got his sword up. Sometimes it's raised over his head like he's going to cut his head off. Sometimes it's going to like stab him in the neck or something like that. And so it goes to heaven. And so I am revenged. Okay, so there was a thinking that uh, if if one had been praying and had forgiven of sins and died at that moment, you would go to heaven. Um, you sometimes see this played 
uh, in movies where the bad guys say, say your prayers, like it's a threat to kill someone. That's actually a remnant of the belief that uh, a murderer might ask the victim to be to pray. So it would not be on the conscience of the murderer, that the, um, the victim would go to heaven so the murderer's conscience could be relieved. Remember, Hamlet's father uh, was killed in the full blossom of his sins, and he had to go to purgatory. Um, he was unpurged, unannealed, uh, so he had a hard time of it, and Hamlet here has got an opportunity to kill Claudius. It's His guilt has been plainly proclaimed uh, in the way that he reacted to the mousetrap play, so Hamlet is saying, I can kill him now, um, but he would go to heaven. Um, this, to me, is a pivotal scene in the play, Hamlet should have gone ahead and taken his revenge here. Um, and he would have, in essence, left Claudius to heaven then, uh, as we're going to see, he would not necessarily even have gone to heaven. Um, but it would have been the thing to do, and there and there would have been no conscience on Hamlet either. He would have, uh, he would have dispatched him to his judgment. Uh, but Hamlet is still not ready to take action. Um, and this, to me, is his flaw. And so am I revenged. That would be scanned. A villain kills my father, and for that, I, his sole son, do this same villain send to heaven. Why, this is higher in salary, not revenge. I took my father grossly, full of bread, with all his crimes broad blown, as flush as may. And how his audit stands, who knows, save heaven. But in our circumstance and course of thought, tis heavy with him. And I am then revenged to take him in the purging of his soul when he is fit in season for his passage, that is, his, uh, his passage to heaven or passage to the other world. No, up sword. And that's why this is usually played with the sword out. And he's got it. Sometimes I've seen it pointed down uh, at Claudius, who, who's, who's kneeling. Um, so he puts it up. He puts his sword up. And know that a more horrid hint, and know thou a more horrid hint. Thou is, uh, he's speaking to his sword there. When he is drunk asleep or in his rage or in the incestuous pleasure of his bed, at game a swearing or about some act that hath no relish of salvation in it. Um, now that I see these lists, they somewhat look like uh, uh, the list that Polonius uh, wanted his servant um, of the sins to place on his son that has no relish of salvation in it then trip him that his heels may kick at heaven and that his soul may be as damned and black as hell whereto it goes my mother stays this physic but prolongs thy sickly days now uh, confession uh, prayer uh, was seen as a, uh, a type of healing uh, medicine, that's what physic means there. Um, and what Hamlet's saying is, your prayer is only going to prolong your, your sickly days. And then the king rises. My words fly up, my thoughts remain below. Words without thoughts never to heaven go. Okay. Scene four, the queen's closet. Enter queen and Polonius. Polonius, a oh, welcome straight. 
look you lay home to him, telling his pranks had been too broad to bear with, and that your grace has screened and stood between much heat in him. I'll silence me even here, pray you'll be round with him. Okay, Polonius uh, is ordering the queen about by this time. Hamlet within, mother, mother, mother. So um, Hamlet, and sometimes it's played different ways, but I think Hamlet, it is, it's the way it should be played, is that Hamlet knew Polonius was there. Queen, I'll warrant you fear me not. Withdraw, I hear him coming. Polonius hides behind the arras. Enter Hamlet. And now, mother, what's the matter? Hamlet, thou hast thy father must offended. Mother, you have my father much must offended. And Hamlet means his uh, his natural father there, not the current king. Come, come, you answer with an idle tongue. Go, go, you, you question with a wicked tongue. Why, how now, Hamlet? What's the matter now? Have you forgot me? No, by the rude, not so. Rude there means cross. You are the queen, your husband's brother's wife. And were it not so, you are my mother. Nay, then I'll set those to you that can speak. Come, come and sit you down. You shall not budge. You shall not till I set you up a glass where you may see the inmost part of you. What will thou do? Will thou murder me? Help, help, ho! Polonius behind. What ho? Help, help, help! How now, rat? Dead for a ducat. Dead. Makes a pass through the arras and kills Polonius. That is, uh, draws out his sword. Stabs through the uh, uh, the tapestry and kills Polonius. I like that. How now, a rat. Dead for a ducat. Dead. Um, they gave a bounty for a rat because even um, in spite of our current views, they knew that rats carried disease. And so there was a bounty on them of, of a ducat. Um, yeah, I think a dollar or so. Um, so Hamlet kills him after crying out a rat. Um, and Polonius behind. Oh, I am slain. Queen, oh me, what hast thou done? Nay, I know not. Is it the king? Oh, what a rash and bloody deed is this. Now, I'm not sure why Hamlet says uh, uh, it was the king. Uh, maybe it's because... Uh, uh, she thought it was rash to have killed him. But Hamlet, I think, the, the correct way to play this is that he knew it was Polonius. Uh, other than, I have seen the great soliloquy, the to be or not to be, again, where there was hiding going on, that it was the king and Polonius. So perhaps Hamlet thought they were both there. Oh, what a Russian bloody deed is this. A bloody deed, almost as bad, good mother, as kill a king and marry with his brother, as kill a king. Now, Gertrude did not know, in fact, uh, uh, what uh, what Claudius had done. Um, but she, of course, freely tro uh, chose to marry him. Ah, lady, it was my word. Lifts up the heiress and sees Polonius. Thou wretched, rash, intruding fool. Farewell. Okay, rash. Uh, Gertrude had used up uh, that up there. She said, what a rash and bloody deed. Um, Hamlet flips that and calls Polonius rash. Thou wretched, rash, intruding fool. Farewell. I took thee for thy better. Um, now, that is usually interpreted as meaning that uh, Polonius thought, uh, excuse me, Hamlet, thought that Polonius was in fact the king, um, that the king was, was a better, 
uh, he was higher rank um, than, than Polonius. I don't take it that way. I think um, when he says, I took thee for thy better, remember, what did he cry out when he, uh, when he stabbed through there? A rat. And so Hamlet there is saying that uh, uh, he mistook Polonius for a rat and that a rat is better than Polonius. Take thy fortune. Thou findest to be too busy as some danger. Leave wringing of your hands, as to his mother. Peace, sit you down. And because really, uh, Hamlet doesn't really seem to be disturbed by his, uh, his killing of Polonius. Leave wringing of your hands. Peace, sit you down, and let me wring your heart. For so I shall, if it be made of penetrable stuff, if damned custom hath not brazened it so, that it be proof and bulwark against sense. Um, that is, um, this is interesting. The king earlier wanted his, his heart of steel to be made soft as a baby's. Um, here, Hamlet is saying he was going to wring her heart uh, if it be made of penerable stuff and not be so brazen. That is, uh, it may be made of bronze. Um, that it be proof and bulwark against sense. What have I done that thou darest wag thy tongue in news noise so rude against me? Such an act that blurs the grace and blush, blush of modesty, calls virtue hypocrite, takes off the rose from the fair forehead of an innocent love, and sets a blister there, and makes marriage vows as false as dicers' oaths. That's it. You couldn't believe somebody was shooting dice. Um, oh, such a deed as from the body of contraction plucks the very soul, and sweet religion makes a rhapsody of words. Heaven's face does glow over the solidity and compound mass with heated visage as against the doom is thought sick at the act. Okay, so um, um, such an act um, it should make her look terrible. Um, and may it, he goes on to give other comparisons, uh, vows of marriage or faults as Dicer's says. Um, he's talking about her, his, um, her vow to her original husband. Uh, deed um, that plucks the very soul, and sweet religion makes a rhapsody of words, um, etc. Ah, me, what act that roars so loud and thunders in the index? Um, now, an index can be a list of sins, and I think that's what she's saying. Look here upon this picture and on this. Uh, this is usually played where ha Hamlet uh, has a medallion around his neck that has a little portrait of, uh, of his father, and she might have um, a, a medallion as well around her neck that would have uh, a portrait of, uh, of Claudius on it. Um, remember Hamlet before in one of his speeches um, talked about how people would give, uh, give money for a portrait of, uh, of Claudius in miniature. That's the sort of thing people would wear these. Still sometimes see this in England, people have portraits of the queen. Uh, in their house, or even in, in lockets. <clears throat> Look here upon this picture, and on this, the counterfeit presentment of two brothers. See what a grace was seated on this brow. That's uh, the old king. Hyperion's curls, the front of Job himself, an eye like Ma's to threaten and command, a station like the herald Mercury, new lighted on a heaven-kissing hill, a combination of form indeed, 
where every god did seem to set his seal to give the world assurance of a man this was your husband look you now what follows here is your husband like a mildewed ear blasting his wholesome brother have you eyes could you on this fair mountain leave to feed and batten on this moor okay a mountain or a moor is like a swamp Ha! Huh. Have you eyes? You cannot call it love, for at your age the heyday of the, in the blood is tame. It's humble and waits upon the judgment. Uh, that is, she's too old to have fallen in love. Um, uh, we probably wouldn't think so um, today. And what judgment would step from this to this? Since sure you have, else could you not have motion? But sure that sense is apoplexed. For madness would not err, nor sense to ecstasy was ne'er so thrall, but it reserved some quantity of choice to serve in such a difference. What devil was it that has cousined you at Hoodman Blime? Uh, we would call that Blindman's Bluff that's going around uh, with a blindfold on. Eyes without feeling, feeling without sight, ears without hands or eyes, smelling sends all. Uh, that's without any senses. He lists all the five senses are but a sickly pod of one true sense could not so mope oh shame where is thy blush another famous line there oh shame where is thy blush rebellious hell if thou canst mutiny in a matron's bones to flaming youth let virtue be as wax and melt in her own fire proclaim no shame when the compulsive ardor gives the charge since frost itself as actively doth burn and reason panders will o hamlet speak no more thou turn mine eyes into my very soul and there i see such black and grained spots as will not leave their tints um that is um she turned she looked at her soul it's black it won't it won't change Nay, but to live in the rank sweat of an inseamed bed, stewed in corruption, hunting and making love over the nasty sty. That's a pig pen. Oh, speak to me no more. Thy words like daggers enter in mine ears. No more, sweet Hamlet. Okay, daggers. Um, he had just uh, stabbed Polonius and enter in mine ears. Remember, how did the old king die? It was poison in his ears. No more, sweet Hamlet, a murderer and a villain, a slave that is not twentieth part the tithe, that's twentieth part of a tenth, of your precedent, Lord, a vice of kings, a cut purse of the empire and the rule, that from a shelf the precious diadem stole and put it in his pocket. No more, enter the ghost in his nightgown. A king of shreds and patches, save me and hover over me with your wings, you heavenly guards. Okay, I should have put a pause in there in the reading. He's, he's talking about, still close, a king of shreds and patches. Then the ghost comes in and he sees him. Interesting, though, the ghost, of course, wouldn't have a body. So I guess you could say he is also a king of shreds and patches at this point. Save me and hover over me with your wings, you heavenly guards. What would your gracious figure? And of course, the queen can't see the ghost. Alas, he's mad. Do you come with your tardy son to chide that lapsed in time and passion? Let's go by the important acting of your dread command. Do not forget, says the ghost. This visitation is but to wet, that's to sharpen, thine almost blunted purpose. 
uh, okay, so uh, Hamlet really let the opportunity go by, and so the ghost uh, comes to urge him to do it again, uh, to sharpen thy blunt, blunted purpose, image of a sword once again. But look, amazement on thy mother sits, O oh, step between her and her fighting soul, conceit in weakest bodies, strongest works. Speak to her, Hamlet. How is it with you, lady? Alas, how is it with you that you do bend your eye on vacancy and with the incorporal air do hold discourse? Forth at your eyes your spirits wildly peep, and as sleeping soldiers in the alarm, your bedded hairs like life in excrements start up and stand on end. Uh, that is, his hair is standing on end. O oh, gentle sun, upon the heat and flame of thy distemper, sprinkle cool patience. Whereon do you look? On him, on him, look how pale he glares. His form and, and cause conjoined, preaching to stones would make them capable. That is, uh, even the stones would come alive. Do not look upon me, lest with this piteous action you convert my stern effects. <clears throat> then what have I to do? Will want true color, tears perchance for blood. To whom do you speak this? Do you see nothing there? Nothing at all, yet all, I, all that I see, all that is, I see. Did you nothing here? Know nothing but ourselves? Why, look you there, how it steals away. My father, in his habit as he lived, look where he goes, even now, out at the portal. And so must we go, since our time for today is up. Exit the ghost. And we'll pick up here with a remainder of Hamlet's uh, speech to his mother. Until then, adieu.